0: From sprains to fractures, get expert care quickly at the University of Kansas Health System. Walk-in orthopedic care is open weekdays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 to 2 at I-435 and Null. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. Welcome back. here are on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB as we uh, broadcast live here in Las Vegas, Nevada, where Super Bowl 58 will happen. You'll hear it on Sports Radio 810 WHB. You're home of the NFL, but we go back to Kansas City to uh, talk about uh, really, I don't know, kind of uh, the houses of sports. Let's uh, bring in uh, the Honorable Mayor Quentin Lucas, uh, Kansas City, Missouri Mayor. Uh, Mayor Lucas, how are you, sir?
1: You know what? Doing well. Can't complain, Siren. It is... A beautiful day in Kansas City. I think even nicer here than in Las Vegas. And, uh, of course, as we get ready for a Chiefs Super Bowl weekend, I think the whole town is pretty excited.
0: As I stood outside waiting for my ride uh, the, this morning, Mayor Lucas, uh, 42 degrees and sprinkles sure. in sure. Las Vegas, Nevada. It is definitely better there, so which is nice because a lot of times I get to go to like spring training and it's nice yeah. where I'm at. It's bad back home, so I'm I'm happy for all the people that it's actually better back home. Um, and and where do we sit right now? We we know we're going to have a vote in April. How pleased are you that we are going to have this on the ballot for Jackson County with the two stadiums?
1: know a few different things and i'll probably start with the chiefs first i mean having the ability to retain two professional sports franchises at the value that we are looking at which is about 400 million a team is what's estimated to generate by the taxes i know that seems like quite a bit and it is but look my friends in oklahoma city just spent about 950 million dollars of a commitment to try to keep the oklahoma city thunder there that's just one team you've seen in buffalo they're building a new stadium in excess of a billion dollars, an $800 million state commitment at Legion Stadium where the Super Bowl will be played, $800 million again, one team. So I think this is actually a deal that works financially for the people of Jackson County, Kansas City, Missouri, and the entire region. And I am excited that we have a chance to vote about keeping our two professional teams in Kansas City, keeping the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium, which, as Clark Hunt noted the other day, one of the finest and most historic facilities in all of football, and I think a new story in terms of Kansas City Royals baseball in downtown.
0: Let's uh, let, let's do stay with the Chiefs because you, you mentioned it. A historic Arrowhead Stadium, but not one that can house a Final Four. Not one, uh, theoretically, that will get us a Super Bowl. Uh, how do you? How do you? What's what's the balancing act? What's the trade-off there for having a historic stadium versus having one that potentially, if we believe bringing the World Cup and, and the type of events are good for business, then why wouldn't getting on a Final Four rotation be an important part of the equation?
1: Uh, you know, because it's my view that Arrowhead Stadium works. I think if, if you look at particularly the Arrowhead Stadium Concert Series, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, two of the biggest shows in the world chose Kansas City. And I was actually talking to a guy from St. Louis about uh, an hour ago who was like, oh, wow, you got two shows of Taylor Swift. St. Louis, which, as you know, Sorrent is a bigger market than us, got zero. So and, and by the way, they have a dome. I mean, I think that it is the sort of thing where we could continue to invest in Arrowhead. I think it makes more financial sense to improve what we have, build up amenities nearby. I went to the Chiefs-Packers game this year at Lambeau Field. Lambeau, old, but this storied facility, the Packers have done outstanding things in having year-round engagement, including a fan hall of fame. I mean, those are the sorts of things I think we can do at Arrowhead. We can make good money. And, you know, frankly, I don't think that we need a barn that seems to grow out of date. I mean, when I look at cities like Indianapolis and Atlanta, frankly, we remember the Georgia Dome. They had to replace it with Mercedes Benz. You saw in Indianapolis, they replaced the RCA Dome with, I guess, Lucas Oil Field. You see this in so many places. We're not trying to spend a kajillion dollars when we already have, I think, the best facility and all of football, a facility that's attracting great benefits through concerts and more.
0: Uh so do do we have you done the dollar for dollar do we make more out of being on that because I think that's an excellent point about getting concerts that maybe don't want to be in in a in a dome facility do you do you, can we get more money coming into the city from having those concerts than we would from having you know a one off major event like a final four You know I think we can
1: frankly I mean the economic impact of two nights of Taylor Swift is here matched almost any event we had in Kansas City this year, probably including the World, me, the NFL Draft. You add Beyonce Knowles' concert, you add the number of shows that we have. This is just at Arrowhead, right? You you then are looking at the events that they're having more on. The Chiefs are good business people. I think that's obvious to anybody around, particularly Clark, Mark Donovan, so many people, Brett Beach, so many people are doing things both in football operations and on the other side. I do think that if you look at the active engagement we have, as compared to, yeah, just getting one so we can get a Final Four. And by the way, and you know this, well, so we'll get it once every 10, 15 years, and then they're going to say your, your stadium's not modern enough, so you need to get a new one. I mean, I think we've made the right choice. I'll also note, I don't know if St. Louis and the Edward Jones film ever got a Final Four, even when that facility was at its most vibrant self. So that is not a guarantee, and Lord knows, not a guarantee of keeping your football team happy. I say we stick with what we have with Arrowhead, and I look forward to seeing improvements there in the years ahead.
0: Uh, it's definitely not a guarantee. You're right about that. Before the record, they did have one, because
1: I, I covered it. Uh, we
0: but we yeah. And so that, that, that is a fair point. Just, you know, you need to build You can't just build anything. It needs to be world-class, and you have to have the support around it to handle all the other things that, that go on with it, hotels and, and restaurants and entertainment and all that. So that, there is more to it than just that equation. I think that's a, that's a valid point that you, that you make on that front. Um, we're talking to uh, Kansas City, Missouri, Mayor Quentin Lucas here in the uh, program. Um, sticking with the Chiefs. You know, this one of the things I heard discussed was that what's going to go on the ballot does not tie the chiefs to keeping their offices and practice facility in jackson county certainly not at truman sports complex but that those could be picked up and moved people talk about the star in dallas which is a you know mixed entertainment development that's down there do you feel confident do you feel comfortable that that is going to remain in jackson county or is that the cost of doing business that it may be reality that you can keep the stadium but you may lose all of that part of the equation
1: you know, We're all big kids. We're big boys and big girls. That being said, the people of Jackson County, of which I am one of them, and the people of Kansas City, make substantial commitments to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it is only right and it's only important that they continue to make their financial commitments in Kansas City and Jackson County as well. And I know that they can look to go any a number of places. I frankly would have enjoyed and appreciated a negotiation that kept them, uh, and frankly the Chiefs practice facilities and all that sort of work, at Arrowhead. Right? I mentioned Green Bay before. When you go to Lambeau Field, you have team offices there. You have a practice facility across the road. You have a convention complex there. And, frankly, it's all around the stadium. I think that's the sort of thing that could work very well at Truman Sports Complex. I mean, here's the deal. You have a gigantic cleared space there that all roads lead to. I don't know why we're trying to reinvent the wheel in 80 different places in the city. If there was a mistake in Kansas City in my upbringing, it was us saying, oh, yeah, yeah, Kemper Arena is going to actually, like, end up working out. And then we saw it really didn't. We needed the T-Mobile Center. It's us saying, how do we, like, do all these things in all these different spaces and not... I think the money can be right. It keeps the Chiefs, their practice facilities, and frankly, an expanded kind of, uh, even perhaps, uh, training camp experience at Arrowhead Stadium, at the Truman Sports Complex, particularly if the Royals are vacated. And I think that's what makes sense. I would hope that in any negotiation that occurs, you continue to have the Royals, pardon me, the Chiefs, in Jackson County, in Kansas City, and all of their offices and all of the work that they do right there in the city.
0: We still don't have a location for Kauffman Stadium, um, you know, where, or for the new uh, Royal Stadium, where, wherever that will be. Um, do, are we going to get that soon? And I know one of the big topics is, you know, we're talking about the Star Building now as, as one of the locations, and there's a lot of talk that maybe eminent domain is going to be, you know, something that's needed to be used to try to get the land for it. That's something that John Sherman, I know, publicly said would not be necessary. Where do we sit on eminent domain and getting a location? before the vote?
1: So, you know, a few things. First of all, I'm someone who has set time and again. I think it's important that the Royals share a location. I think that's going to be important for some level of understanding of what's happening. I think what i am seeing on social media and any number of other debates is there are a bunch of fears, justifiably so. If my business or my home was, was was in the root of something, I would be wondering hey, what does this mean for me? I think the way that you quell those concerns is saying, hey, this is the conversation we have. This is where we're looking. These are the people that we have probably already talked to in terms of what we're looking to do. So it isn't people just kind of speculating it's something post on X slash Twitter that, uh, yeah, somebody's building is in harm's way. I think that is an important thing, and I think it's fair to say for some people that probably seems overdue for something that we're being asked to vote on in April. In terms of eminent domain, that's something the city has done in some projects, but look, we don't run around and try to say that, you know, there's going to be this tool or that tool used. We don't actually know where the stadium will be either. So we want that information. I think we want to be able to have that conversation before in any way we're talking about any number of tools that may be used to facilitate the construction of a new uh, Royal Stadium. But I I think, you know, there are a lot of things on the table. I think that creates a lot of concerns. What the Royals could do is give us an answer as to where they're looking to build, what the full ask is going to be. And I think that helps not just the April ballot question, but all these conversations as well.
0: Are you expecting an answer to where it is soon?
1: You know, I think I, I look. I, I hear a bunch of things from a bunch of people too. I get the blessing sometimes of having informed conversations on a lot of the issues. But until the Royals are announcing where their location is, I don't. I don't know what it, what the story is going to be either. I hope they do that soon. I look forward to what any type of rollout might be, and I would hope that it is something that has as positive an impact on whatever neighborhood I believe in downtown Kansas City as possible, and allows us to leverage. I think a lot of the investments, and, and Seren, you've been around for all of them that we've. Made from T-Mobile Center, Power and Light District, streetcar. I mean, there is so much stuff. Billions have been spent in downtown Kansas City, getting a baseball stadium that I think connects with and works with all of it. It's going to be important, but I'll leave it to the Royals to share what those plans and details are.
0: Ken, Ken I know uh, the city, uh, you know, subsidizes. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm out over my skis a little bit here, so feel free to yeah. correct my language or, or what I'm saying here. Uh, but uh, subsidizes the PNL, and I know that's been one of the concerns of folks and. You know, is that important that – and that also seems to work in contrast to the Royals building a new entertainment district. Are Are you confident that you can, you know, blend these things together, what we're already seeing taxpayers pay for and keep that vibrant while also creating the new revenue engine that the Royals want?
1: You know, I'm not. I'm actually not confident that what we need to do is build multiple entertainment districts um, that are blocks away in downtown Kansas City. Already, I mean, if you came downtown, you've got Crown Center, which sometimes is forgotten, but right down the street, Union Station, kind of that complex. You go up to Power and Light District. The city market more organically is kind of popping, and then even the Crossroads is doing a lot of stuff. So, I mean, do you need a a fourth or fifth just in downtown Kansas City kind of uh, festival village Subsidized type place, and I'm not sure the answer to that is yes. I would hope with whatever the Royals are doing, they actually find a way to weave in a connection, whether that's walking a few blocks, whether it's walking across the street. Who knows um, what has been done and invested at the Power and Light District, where the taxpayers of Kansas City continue to subsidize it to the tune of about 14 million dollars a year. I mean, that is a real investment for Kansas City, and it's the sort of thing that I would say we want the new stadium to be additive for, not necessarily for it to be something that's that's the way some of the excitement and energy
0: do you have a location that you think is best
1: you know, I'm leaving it to the Royals to to you know vet what the locations are. What I'm going to be looking at is how do we get people in and out of the facility? What does transportation network look like? Fundamentally, what does cost look like, and how does this work well? But I'm a big backer of downtown baseball. I was just in Baltimore the other day. I know you've been many times. Mm-hmm. Looking at both m and Bank Stadium, uh, Camden Yards, right there. I think it works close to a convention center. It's the sort of thing that I'm, uh, folks. Baltimore is more than a wire. It is a beautiful actual community. <laughs> Particularly when you're downtown, I look forward to having more of that in
0: Kansas City. Uh, it, the wire is a great show. I love, I love it. But yes, Baltimore <laughs> is much more. Wire, I actually have a, a good friend who's a Baltimore cop, so yep. uh, I know I know that that, that angle a lot. That's a deal. Um, That's that
1: too, right.
0: Exactly. Uh, real quick, uh, we got uh, some some. Uh, or, uh, actually, one other question, and then I'll get to the, the World Cup real quick. But yep. hotel rooms? Does Kansas City have enough hotel rooms? I, I had this brought up that, like, for a Super Bowl, if if the, the you know, that was one of the things that was promised. I don't hear that from the NFL this time, by the way, that a Super yep. Bowl would be part of the renovation. But does Kansas City have enough hotel rooms? For, for Somebody said, well, we don't have enough hotel rooms for the Super Bowl. Well, then how do we have enough hotel rooms for the World Cup?
1: You know, I think uh, we're we're looking to build that up right now. We, I I would say we don't, um, but that's why, frankly, we've been talking about both the Missouri and Kansas investments. There are going to be hotel rooms booked from Sedalia to Topeka. I mean, just straight up. I mean, starting that, I think uh, short-term rentals, Airbnbs are going to be part of the network and the system. And you have some more hotels that are coming online. But I expect fully every hotel room around our region, certainly in the Kansas City metro itself, to be booked. I think the bigger challenge, more than a accommodations is how are you getting people around we are a city without a giant train system the streetcar line from the river market through downtown down to the plaza will be open by then that's going to be very helpful if you're in a spine in the core of the city but yeah if you're staying at a a comfort in sweets in harrisonville we need to figure out how you're getting all the way back up so that's going to be i think an important part of what we are doing when the world cup comes and that's something that we're actively working on right now
0: yeah, and are you happy with the games, the dates? Uh, we're getting all the way into the quarterfinals, the round of 32, uh, for pool play. Uh, what's uh, June 16th, 20th, 25th, 27th, July 3rd and 11th? Are you happy with the dates we got?
1: Man, I am in love with the dates. I'm in love with how we how we performed. Right, I mean, you're looking at a quarterfinal matchup, something I believe Seattle, which is a great American city, doesn't have the fortune of doing that, or a semifinal. You look at the cities that are quarterfinal hosts with us, Los Angeles, and the talk about a six billion dollar stadium over there that uh, SoFi that's going to basically go as far as we do at Arrowhead, um, the number of games that we have. This is, uh, I think, not just huge for Kansas City in the future, but a sign. And I think all of you, because a lot of your listeners are part of it. I've been a listener of yours for a while. You know, when we were saying, you know, Kansas city can be in the big leagues in sports but we need facilities that match a good arena we need that engagement downtown we need to invest back in the city i think this world cup is going to be an acknowledgement of all of that and i know we'll pull it off well
0: yeah we're talking to mayor lucas here in the program uh final four time brought to you by the university of kansas health system uh four quickies uh mayor lucas i'll start you with this um where will you watch the super bowl
1: i will be at allegiance stadium in las vegas there you go. All
0: right. Good for you. That's awesome. Uh, tough <laughs> ticket to get, so have fun. Yeah, Enjoy that one uh, for sure. Um, all right. What's your favorite Super Bowl food, whether you're there at the game or at home? Do you have a go-to football food? Ooh,
1: ooh you know, it's not a football food, and I'm kind of cheating, but, man, the helmet nachos thing at Coughlin Stadium is nothing better, so I'll, I always will try to find whatever football equivalent and then call my doctor okay. after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it. Give me your prediction on the game. Who wins?
1: Chiefs win. The experience, I think, what you saw we did in Baltimore and Buffalo, the more experienced team is the one that's able to get through this. I think Spags brings up a great uh, game plan. Chiefs win by at least a field goal.
0: Ah, I like it. Uh, and then how many Super Bowls does Patrick Mahomes win in his career when it's all said and done? Uh,
1: you know, they figure us out soon, uh, but I think we still have a few more in us. I'm giving Pat Mahomes six Super Bowl wings.
0: There it is. Uh, That's a lot. We'll take it. We'll take it till we have six, and then we'll ask for more. That's how we (laughs) do things. Uh, Mayor Lucas, thanks so much for the update. We appreciate the time. Enjoy the game this
1: weekend. Hey, enjoy everybody. Stay safe out there. We'll see you, hopefully, uh, maybe for some celebrations, but knock on wood. We'll see you around.
2: He didn't invent the quarterback.
1: How are you doing? (laughs) But he did invent quarterback tears. Here's our NFL insider, Mike Sando of The Athletic, on the program.
0: Welcome back. here to on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Let's talk some football. Mike Sando, our NFL insider from The Athletic, joins us. We're live at Radio Row. Our Radio Row coverage brought to you by the Low T Center, Deepasqually Moore, Injury Attorneys, uh, Greenlight Dispensary, Hollywood Casino. Of course, uh, we are uh, talking to Mike Sando and uh, Mike brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks, TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. If you're looking for a great spot to watch the game because you're not coming out here, go to uh, Twin Peaks. TV's everywhere. Made from scratch menu. 29 to Man-sized draft beers. Premium cocktails served over ice balls. Curtis, you know about that. Uh, Uh, It is Eats... Drinks, scenic views. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Highlight of the week, right here.
2: Yeah, this is it. Yeah, in person, it's great until the game. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to get out more, man. You, you got. You, well, you... I told you that I went. To, I took my wife to dinner last night at Nathan's and had chili dogs. So, yeah, I mean, you know, this really is a highlight. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> like that's like that is great. We, I mean, we've had some good meals here, and yet at a certain point, it's like we just want something easy and right. Yeah, and it delivered. The Nathan's Chili so is fourteen ninety nine. Those a little high each. We yeah, each. I, mean, I know everything. We were, so, out of there, so we were really. It was as if we had had a fancy restaurant at Applebee's <laughs> or something, right? But uh, no, it, it was good. I'm having a great time. I, I love these Super Bowl.
0: We. Uh, I got a breakfast sandwich here on the way up. I got here at seven on uh wednesday and the passes pass line didn't open till eight yeah so i had to kill time so i went to the starbucks and i downloaded the starbucks app because i didn't want to wait in the line and 37 minutes later uh after ordering <laughs> yeah uh, i had my uh ten dollar breakfast sandwich <laughs> and it was i mean half an iphone yeah yeah Half yeah, of this, not even a Max. Not even not, a Max it, Pro iPhone. We're I, talking. No, I turned it into four bites, but I was doing the small bites thing to make it four
2: hey, bites. You know what was really good here? Libertine Social. Uh, it's an uh, uh, Italian place. Okay. My wife had the this amazing carbonara, uh, and then I had, what did I have? I had great food there. It's really a good place. I think I've been there. Is yeah. it off the strip, down on the south side of the No, place? it's actually in in the Mandalay Bay uh, okay. right. so so I have not been there. It was so. really, really, really good. I think okay. I, had the, I had the halibut. I can't remember it was. Good okay. yeah.
0: Good to know. Good yeah. tips there. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Uh, what do you think of the game? What, what are we going to see? Why is 87% of the money on the Kansas City Chiefs? And the oddsmakers are holding San Francisco at 2.5.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it, nobody can go against Mahomes. That's all. There's a big gap between the quarterbacks. Even though Brock Purdy's numbers can look like the greatest quarterbacks' numbers, there's different ways the Chiefs can win the game. I think that's what people feel like. Yeah, they came, the 49ers came back against Detroit and Green Bay, but those teams weren't close to as good, right? Those are teams you shouldn't be behind on. That's almost more of an indictment that you had to come from behind on. Whereas I think you feel like with Mahomes, they could be they could storm out of the gates like they've done several times recently and go hide, or they could be down to the 49ers, and they're not going to be worried about it because at any time, they might at the end of the half stack 10 points in the final five minutes. Uh, they can probably score even though it's been a little bit of a struggle this season you you have faith in their trajectory more i think right now And we sort of feel like maybe the 49ers have been exposed or or we've seen some cracks more lately and so when when kansas city is so so on point they just seem like they're really all business right now i don't know i don't really see them coming out and playing and laying an egg I don't see the
0: Chiefs' defense getting pushed around. Like, I don't see any scenario that has them having like, oh, my God, what happened
2: to them? Is that is that just me being a homer? Uh, no. I mean, I think that they, the Chiefs have to be able to affect Purdy in the pocket, and I think they will. I think the strength of their defense inside, they will do that a number of times. I think they'll get their hands on, on the football a couple times. They may get an interception that way. But when the stars align for the 49ers, they will have people open on anybody just the nature of their offense with the interchangeable kind of personnel. They do keep you honest a little bit against the run just by the fact that they have two backs on the field. You don't know where they're going to align. But they do, they are going to get some good looks. And there's going to be times when Purdy has a perfect pocket. He throws on time and it's going to go for 25 yards down the middle of the field. Right? And he may hit a touchdown or two on that. They, they, may, they may be good in this game. But I think the Chiefs defense is good enough to affect him enough to get a turnover or two. Maybe make them suffer through a bad two quarters at some point, right? And have it be enough. Come down to the end of the game and you've got your money on Mahomes and you feel pretty good about it.
0: Uh, what, what do you What do you expect out of the Chiefs offensively? Do you expect them to pound the run and try to replicate what's happened the last couple of times?
2: Mm, uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think they've – it seems like we've seen some flashes of just really good play early in games. I don't know. You know better than me. But haven't we seen that? Them just come out – a number of times down the stretch, it could be throwing.
0: Well, against I Baltimore, I mean, all of their offense pretty much happened on their first two possessions. Yeah, or,
2: like, the, even uh, the the Miami game, right? It was there a Miami game yeah. where they came out and did that. I could see that sort of a thing happening, and it may be throwing the ball. I don't, I don't know what their matchups are going to be, but I think they could do it any number of ways. I want to see if they run Pacheco a little bit outside because, you know, he's more of an inside runner, but, man... The 49ers sure were vulnerable. The way they sort of align their defensive ends, those guys can get pinned in there. And we saw Detroit. Detroit did 280 yards in the first half. So, you know, do the Chiefs try to uh, keep them honest in that way? Which is maybe, I don't know how much they run outside compared to inside. It seems like Pacheco more of a pounded slasher, you know, up inside type right. of a runner. But that could be interesting. Do they try some of the, the toss-crack stuff just to see if they can stop it? Because certainly the 49ers couldn't last week.
0: Yeah. No, I I think Pacheco, and I think they need him to run the ball. I think one of the reasons why they've been more successful is they've protected their defense. Yeah. Right. Not that it needs protecting like it sucks, but like we've seen games where they kept trying to be the greatest show and firing all over the place and doing all this, and the defense kept getting stops, and then finally it wears down. Yeah. Right? That happened against Denver. Yeah. Um, and and I think they changed. We've talked about this A- after that Raider game. They went to coaching what they've got and not coaching what they wanted to be. And what they want to be is score at will from anywhere all the time. They've acknowledged, can't do it. MVS doesn't consistently catch the ball. Having a package for Sky Moore and Canary Tony are a waste of time because they don't catch the ball. And so, we can get at the rushy rice, He can run after catch. We can get it to Kelsey. He still knows how to get open. And we can pound it with Pacheco. And then every now and then we'll change up and we'll go over the top to MDS because he can at least run a route and get down the field. And if he doesn't catch it, it falls on the ground harmlessly, as opposed to the pick sixes that Canarius Tony
2: creates. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm thinking of when you're saying that is Andy Reid's reputation previously as a guy who's just going to default to pass and almost pass too much. And we've seen in the playoffs, that's what Todd Monken's hearing about, right? Yeah. Sometimes in these games, it's like, what happened? At the end of the first half, we have two running back carries, right? So I want to see Andy Reid feeling great about his team and maybe likes his matchups. Does he show that discipline uh, to to give his quarterback some rest, give him a break, and lean on the run a little bit when you probably are itching on the biggest stage to cut it loose, too.
0: Yeah, I think it's harder on Andy Reid to to slow the, the, you know, take the foot off the gas than it is Patrick Mahomes.
2: Yes. Uh, what's interesting too is you know, so Eric Bieniemy went to Washington and they ran, the, they threw the ball in every play, like they led the league in sacks and interceptions, just throwing it to caution to win. So is there a different voice in Andy's ear? I don't know who's on the headset saying what, but you know, was 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 E kind of a let's go, you know, an encourager and a, an enabler of the yeah. let's open this thing up. And is there a little bit more balance on the headsets? That'd be kind of an interesting thing to know, uh, in light of what what EB yeah. did with. Washington, where they really threw the ball so much uh, to a fault, right? They they out Andy Reid and Andy Reid. Yeah, 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 they did, and he. And that's why I think Andy Reid.
0: I think there is like any idea of them being overconfident. I want to rule out. Yeah. Um, because I think they're doing things they don't really want to do, both Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Andy Reid, because they know they finally had to go. This is what we have to do to win, and that means. They're all in on the game plan specific approach to things. I mean, they're very much a Belichickian approach to a game right now. Because there are many times you look at a Patriot team, you're like, I don't think they have the better talent here. But they'd have the better game plan. They'd take you out of what you wanted to do on defense. We'd watch him smoke Andy Reid for a first half where one time he lined his defense up. No matter how far out Travis Kelsey went, his defensive end would line up and check him coming off. That was the regular season Sunday night game uh, that they played in like 2018. And the Chiefs had no points at halftime. Yeah, They scored like 31 in the second half, but they had no points at halftime because he devised a new scheme. This feels a little bit like what Spagnuolo's doing with the defense and what Andy Reid's doing with the offense. Okay, this is the scab you, you got, and we're going to pick at it all day.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. It'll be fascinating to see because Kyle Shanahan's been criticized for that, being too conservative, not wanting to play two minute at the end of the half. So who is aggressive at the right times, you know, picking your spots at the right times without risking the, the play that swings it the other way, um, I think will be a fascinating part of the game.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. Um, what's at stake? In this game for uh, for for Patrick Mahomes is is there is it all? So I hear. Well, it doesn't really do anything. Oh, I think it does. Oh, okay. it always does. Right now, I feel like the way we view things. I said this to Dan Orlovsky the other day. The way we view things now is both Mahomes and Purdy have championships. They're viewed as championship guys. And then one of them is going to get that taken away. And the narratives we've already written on both of them of what it means if they do it, will will continue on. But the other one is the hack that blew it. Right, that's kind of just how the mindset of the football community works yeah. now.
2: Yeah, I feel like uh, there's a big difference for Mahomes between two and two and three and one and in Super Bowls, wouldn't you say? Yeah. That's a different
0: Both the records most people would love to have. But, but, but if we're going to talk about chasing Brady, there's a giant and, and
2: so if he gets his third now, it'll be third in seven seasons. It'll be the same as where Aikman was at. And then their team kind of fell apart, and they got you know, ahead of themselves a little bit, and they fired the coach, and they, they screwed it up. They screwed it up. It would be where Brady's at three through seven years, right? And then they had a long gap, maybe about nine years they didn't get one. So Mahomes, we know, has a lot of time. We know the team's in good shape with uh, younger defense. So I don't feel like their windows suddenly closing. I do feel like the 49ers can't miss this thing. Yeah, They're only a million under the cap next year. Yeah. They, they've they already missed opportunities. I mean, I go back to 10 years ago when they had that the Giants at home and then it's a championship game. That was a Super Bowl-winning team, Justin Smith. They screwed it up. Punt return, fumbles, missed window. Never got back with that group. Come back, they're up by 10. Super Bowl, Kansas City. Don't get it. You don't get this one with the way their team is leveraged. They're, they've got the most expensive running backs in the room. They've got exp- expensive tight ends. They're they're really spending a lot in their defensive line. They're, Linebackers are. Expensive. I don't know if you saw my column on Monday, but we ran these kind of you know the, these little graphics showing w- where how the spending by position for these two teams aligns with the league average. And the Chiefs pretty much line up with the league average. They're kind of the team by design. Expensive quarterback, not paying a lot for running backs, right? Or whatever. It made sense. Yeah. The 49ers are misshapen all. over over the place they're paying nothing for quarterback they're paying everything for running back they're paying a lot for tight ends those are all luxuries that are afforded to them by the fact their quarterback makes you know nfl minimum wage and good for them but that's not lasting forever right and and george kittle uh his durability is not lasting forever the way he plays uh christian mccaffrey's a running back he could easily start wearing down in another year easily i mean we almost expect it so they if this is this could be one of their last chances, last best chances in their favor. Uh you mentioned
0: uh George Kittle. And one of the things I, I took away from the Monday night media was when Kittle was standing next to Kelsey, I didn't realize how small he
2: is. Yeah, yeah.
0: He is not a big he plays with a ferocity, so you're like, Oh, he's a big rough, tough physical guy. He's really not. Kelsey Kelsey's not the thickest tight end by any means, yeah. right? Yeah. He's a leaner style tight, and he is 6'5 bit, yeah. or maybe a little bit more, but I was just shocked by Kittle looks small next to Kelsey.
2: He does. He absolutely does. Yeah, the guys like Kelsey, they're they're real athletes when you look at them. I mean, they are impressive. They're yeah. long, and they're yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, he's not overly heavy, but you could tell this guy would be a great at basketball, or he, you know, right? Uh, he's just elite, and I do feel like Kittle Kittle was a fifth-round pick and, and has maximized through the tenacity of how he plays, but I think that equates to a shorter shelf life. Uh, 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 you're not going to last yeah. as long just through his body type, and he takes shots. You know, they, they throw him balls in risky positions, and he gets up slowly. The number of times you get up slowly, Kittle's got a lot more of those than Kelsey.
0: Yeah, and, and those are what add up and, and yeah, ultimately
2: yeah. wear you down.
0: Uh, if, if the game's a rock fight and it's, it's defensive-minded, who's, that, who's at that favor?
2: Uh, I would say probably the Chiefs. I mean, I think they have better players in coverage. Uh, their de- their defensive front is probably playing better right now. Um And I think the scheming of Spagnuolo is probably an advantage, too. I don't don't see a huge edge for the 49ers. Uh, I suppose at linebacker, they have some strength. But I like the Chiefs' defense.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I think it's great. If it's way up-tempo, if it's shot for shot. Who's in benefit?
2: Uh, I'm fine with the Chiefs there too because of the quarterback. Uh, I, not to say that Purdy can't do it, but I think they're not as comfortable doing it. I don't think Kyle, by nature, Shanahan is as comfortable doing it. He doesn't play two minute a lot. Uh, shoot, they they had a game against Baltimore where they were behind and they took the quarterback out instead of hey, let's go. Let, you know, we may go down, we may lose this thing, but we're going to go down swinging. No, nah, not really. Let's just put Darnold in and get out of here, right? Yeah, a little bit of a mentality thing. So, I think he has a little bit of that. Uh, that so so that when they're playing in a different way, off of off schedule or you know behind, it's not that they can't do it. I don't think they're comfortable doing it.
0: Does Purdy have the swagger it takes to be a great quarterback? The the confidence, the moxie, the leadership, all those things. Do you do you feel that in him? I mean, I don't remember what Brady was like when he. First got control of the team. You know, we just yeah. remember Brady what he was. Both in totality,
2: does he seem a little kind of timid? And I don't cheap-ish? think so. No, I don't think so. I, th- I think he seems. I don't think it seems way too big for him you know we'll see okay. in the game but I do think he you know has some limitations uh, physically that a Mahomes doesn't have uh, and when the pocket is not good for him or, or people are, are getting into his lower body area, I think he falls off it falls off and they can they suddenly don't look as good also when they've had to play without some of their key players we haven't seen and this may be unfair to him because he's young but we've seen falloffs without Debo, without McCaffrey, that sort of lend credence to that, hey, if things are going well, if it's set up well, he's going to be a great driver of this thing. And when things aren't going as well, he's going to make some plays with his feet. He's going to make some one-off throws off schedule. But I don't know that you want to do that too much.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I I asked you what what, uh, it means for Mahomes. What's it mean for Shanahan if he doesn't get it done?
2: Yeah, I think it... Look, he's going to be coaching a long time. He 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 could plausibly be coaching another 20 years, Kyle Shanahan. So I don't think it's the end of anything for him. I think he's a differentiating coach, and he'll have another life cycle with this team, and it may be even next year. They'll still have the quarterback cheap. So I wouldn't panic if he doesn't get, get it. I think there's lots of coaches that if you're really good, you just keep coming, and you might eventually get it. Andy Reid was one of those. He had 15 years uh, between Super Bowls about, right, when he was in 2004. Yeah. And... and you know, it it fell off there eventually, but he's so good. I think you look at what would you say the two the thing about Andy Reid and about Kyle Shanahan? Their quarterbacks produce more than you expected, right? At every stop, their quarterbacks played their best for this coach. I don't think that's changing for Kyle. So, I don't. If he gets it, it's it's really great for him, but I don't. I, I think he'll have a chance to get another one.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's a tremendous coach. I don't think you get this close. It's like, oh, yeah. but you have the fatal flaw in this last game. He yeah. understands how to win football games.
2: Hey, and so he's played Tom Brady and Mahomes and Mahomes in the Super Bowls. Yeah. He didn't have those guys, so... You know that's a big thing too. Maybe he needs to get one of those guys, but it's easier sitting with them. They've tried. Yes. They just picked the wrong guy.
0: Yeah, I do think the one thing from them is that they threw numbers at the quarterback. You know, they took a shot at Trey Lance and they kept going. They took Brock yeah. Purdy as well. Um, I, I give them credit for that. I also give them credit for pulling the plug on Lance when they didn't think they didn't keep trying to justify their draft pick. They're like, yeah. okay, we're out.
2: Yeah, they've been very active. You know, adding a Trent Williams, going after Christian McCaffrey. These are big moves that have made, paid off too.
0: Uh, last one, their offensive line. And Trent Williams is great here into the story right the rest of them are just kind of okay
2: I agree I think there's vulnerabilities there that will show up in the game and that's another player when he's missed major drop off for their team yes you take out Debo you take out Trent Williams you take out McCaffrey they're different so. That's where their losing streak came without Debo yeah. and without Julian. Yeah. So. so you know, I imagine those guys are gonna be as healthy as they've been in a while having the week off the adrenaline of this game. I don't think they're gonna be coming out.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think they're coming out. But if one of them goes down, yeah, assuming deal. Debo's now healthy with the shoulder and all that, that's not gonna be a problem. But right. you know, it's it's interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, let's get to our final four. It's brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. There aren't many things more important than playing your best when you play sports. If a sports injury slows you down, see the same experts that care for the Chiefs. Uh, the University of Kansas Health System requests an appointment right now at kansashealthsystem.com slash medicine. Okay, your official pick.
2: Who wins? Now, I picked the Chiefs 24-20, to 20, which put me on the under a little bit. I was kind of looking through the 49ers games that they lost and, and what was their final scores. They have a lot of 17s in there, 19s. So I'm going to give some credit to the defenses here. And like you said, the the, the way they might want to play may lend itself to not being quite as high so yeah, it wouldn't surprise certainly if there was turnover or things happened and we got more points but that, that was kind of my feel.
0: Okay, how many championships does Patrick Holmes win when it's all said and done? Uh, I'll say six. Six? That's the popular number that's been the most popular yeah. answer, yeah. six there's been some fives nobody has said two Yeah. nobody said three Yeah. everybody feels like there's a lot more to come
2: yeah, so that's a scary thing to do because a lot of times your windows close in different ways, yeah. but no, oh, no, he seems pretty special to me.
0: Yeah, he seems. And, and they seem like they've got all the pieces in place. Like, yeah. Brett Beach is managing the cap, you know, well, and they're still getting talent. They're drafting well, so. So you're
2: just glossing over Tillis just like that, huh? It was
0: well, over, it was no, over. I don't gloss over it. I think that is a loss. I think, I think he did. But my hope is that whatever he brought to the equation, yeah, others yeah, learned yeah. from him.
2: But yeah, I know. I'm just kidding.
0: No, uh, but I think it's a good point that they are you know, over time when you're they, they lost uh, uh, Ryan uh, Poles. Yeah. And you know, it's like, oh, okay, we're fine with that. It's kind of like the Chiefs offensive line in 2020. They lost one in the first playoff game, but they still won, so that didn't matter. They lost another one in the second playoff game. Oh, they're fine. That didn't matter. Yeah. All of a sudden you get in the Super Bowl and they, they're getting their ass kicked. And you're like, well, we did, we did it. Lose three offensive linemen and playing a fourth one out of position. And like it yeah, adds some up, of those so.
2: unquantifiable departures are, are interesting. Like you said, Poles leaves, or EB leaves, or like we mentioned, Brant Tillis leaves. You're not really sure what their value was, right? <laughs> and, and even when they're gone, you might be guessing of what it is, but they were valued people, you know? yeah. So, yeah, who's the MVP? Uh, I'll go with Mahomes. I mean,
0: if it's not Mahomes, because I actually think there's going to yeah. be a voter fatigue on Mahomes, I know. and they'll look for somebody. You said else. that last
2: time, and I, we said that on the show last time, and I disagreed with you. I don't. Oh, know, that's so right, you did. I did I ask. You that voter fatigue, but then was your your second one? You, in fact, I believe you laughed at it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your second one was it somebody on defense, or what? It was your second. Well, one? Well, I like the
0: odds. My, I had I had Travis Kelsey and Le'Veon Sneed and Chris Jones because they're it's like three fifty to one. On oh, Chris Jones, it's like five hundred to one on Sneed. You yeah, know, so there's a real—you put ten bucks down, you win three thousand. So I'll, you
2: know $1, what? $1. I like that because let's just say if it was going to be Kelsey, it'll really be Mahomes. So I I like the Chris Jones one that, hey, if they were to win this game, maybe he forces a sack fumble or is in the face of Purdy enough to affect the game. But I don't know that everyone always recognizes that when you're voting. You know, it has to be pretty demonstrative. Like you have to really make a play that shows up in the stat sheet probably. Right. right? Right. Not just this guy was a problem all day.
0: What's the best town for the Super Bowl to be in? Um... You know, it might be this one. Do you like it? I like it. I think it's great. They know how to put on a party. There's endless uh, options of eats and entertainment and all that. I think we're going to be coming here about every four or five years. Yeah,
2: you know, over the over the time, I always thought like I liked it when I was in San Diego. It's just a great place to go. I like Miami. I like New Orleans. So those good. are places I look forward to. But man, this you could you could not go outside all week and have a good week, or you could go around town and have a great week. Mike, you're the best. We appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl. You too. We're almost done for the day, but there's
3: just a few more things we'd like to share. But there's still more. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of this whole thing. On the program. But first, a good sense, end of the hour answer. Who was the first non-referee to perform the opening coin toss of a Super Bowl?
0: Ooh, uh, Len Dawson, wasn't it?
3: Uh, That's what Adam thought. Uh, Checking the NFL's official... Uh, records book, the first non-referee Super Bowl twelve Dallas-Denver Red Grange
1: uh, Really?
0: Would have never in a million years <laughs> guessed
3: that Wouldn't have gotten to the galloping ghost? Only no. one player, no. one player has done it as an active player, that is Tom Brady who did the coin toss in Super Bowl forty.
0: And where was that? Was it in Detroit? Detroit. Why did he do that? Yeah, because he play, played at Michigan, I guess. Somehow yeah, that made sense, sense to them.
3: Well, Jerome, uh,
0: Jerome Bettis, the most obvious choice was playing in that game. So, uh, Well, I, I just, I, you know, the Galvin goes, now I think about all his great, you know, accomplishments in the Super Bowl.
4: In
3: the Super Bowl, yeah.
0: One of my back. favorite Super Bowl guys.
3: Uh, what were we giving away? Uh, that was uh, good sense.
0: GoodSense, GoodSenseSubs.com, get you some good sense tonight, you can put the order in at GoodSenseSubs.com use the app, that's a super easy way don't forget they got that low carb keto option, if you're looking for keto friendly or low carb friendly, uh, the uh, the meatball side is a great way to go with the meatballs, their uh, signature marinara sauce, and of course the uh, parmesan cheese, make it extra cheesy add some uh, provolone as well uh, order it right now at GoodSenseSubs.com
4: while we're uh, uh, t- oh, Todd Lebo has joined us who? Uh, someone? You know, people leave things on the, the table here sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's a coffee that uh, Ed McCaffrey left water. here. These are some kind of nice sunglasses. They're not. They don't belong to anyone here. Should I? Should I just? Can I? Can I wear these? Do I look okay? Are they not prescription? I don't think so. Didn't okay. feel like they are. Huh? Where were they? They were just on the edge of the table here. Like some guest left them. <laughs> Let me see what brand Zando? this is. Ray-Ban? Contra.
3: I don't think that's very fancy. Sando missing some shades.
4: Optic nerve polarized contra glasses. Might be very nice. No, it wasn't Sando. These are these are they don't look like what I would expect Mike Sando to wear. Hmm. They're look they're kind of cool guy things. I don't know who yeah. they are. Hmm. Probably a handler. Uh best thing we heard today was what?
3: Hmm. Settle down. Not everybody at oh, once. I was trying. while I was going through. Uh, to, was Kellen Winslow was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I thought Winslow was, was pretty <laughs> great. Howie, he, he was good. Yeah.
3: His ability to be a uh, to be on both sides of the aisle, the fact that he went one way and went to the both, other way, both political parties. That was, yeah, that was very good. Um, I don't know how yeah. much stuff he does of what. He, he was he was very. Uh, uh, it's, it's easy to listen to him. He had good insights and personality was great. He was he was fun. I'll
4: say. I this, think maybe I, the best thing I heard today. Not everyone heard today yet. I think it's going well, it to. Just to say, my brain is a scramble. I don't <laughs> remember what was
0: played and what wasn't played. <laughs> I that's think what I people, was I always, I, If you haven't heard, I was here at seven twenty. Yeah. Uh, good and trip. That, yeah, that's when it started. Right? Which is, which is Pacific time. It's almost 4, so yeah. not to overstate what time it was. But, like, you guys think this all happens one right after another. It kind of does, but it doesn't Sometimes fairly. It has a lot this year. Yeah. It's,
4: this year's been really good. But. I th- I don't think Mark Slareth has been on the radio yet, but he was great. He was he was very good. <laughs> yes, he was very good. Because it was good Chiefs-Broncos stuff. Yes, Warren Sapp, who I know hasn't been on the radio yet, because was, was hilarious. Had, we have oh. to talk about the edit. Yeah. There's an edit on Warren there's Sapp. A little, there's a little blipper in there, I think, maybe. There's a beep for Warren Sapp. But uh, his stories weren't necessarily about, like, Chiefsy things, but they were great. We also we have two that need to be edited. You guys need to talk to me. I hope we didn't play one of them. Yeah. I don't think we Whatever. did. It's Super Bowl week, man. You think we did,
0: Curtis?
3: I don't think we did, no.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Because I can't remember what I know we didn't play
3: SAP and I think I know one of the others already.
0: Okay, okay, just want to make sure. Put Fun your ears day, up.
3: <laughs> Fun day here at the
0: yeah, <laughs> Super Bowl. Ah. Fun day. We'll do one more. How about my voice is back? Want to go back, figure baby. that? Uh, how do you see how figure? Sounds tomorrow. Yeah, don't see, know. Roll the dice. See what happens tonight. <laughs> Come back and hear how Tubby sounds on the radio tomorrow.